Welcome back, everybody, to Outer Reese's Podcast. I'm your host, Reese Chalvis, and for the first time in Outer Reese's history, we're doing our first remote kind of, you know, video call podcast. Right, I'm here with uh, Sammy Skeleton. Yes, sir. How you doing, bro? Doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually a little bit under the weather right now. I woke up feeling kind of shitty, but, you know, we ball. <laughs> I, I appreciate you still uh, getting up to do this podcast. So For sure. Before we move further, I just want to kind of tell them who you are right like so you're a you're a musician or a hip-hop artist right yes correct out of utah yes uh i'm currently based in saint george utah i was uh born in west valley and moved to Tooele county at a young age but um right out of high school i actually moved down to saint george with my girlfriend now fiance yeah yeah you said you were 17 when you moved yeah i think i had been out of high school for a grand total of three days <laughs> before I moved. Yeah, I really, really didn't like my hometown, so I ran as quick as I could. And you said that was Tooele? Yeah, well, <clears throat> it's like 15 minutes outside of Tooele. It's called Grantsville. So, but Tooele County, I say Tooele just because people are usually more familiar. Kind of the general area. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes. Yeah, so... Uh... So tell me about uh tell me about your album. I hear hear you got coming out. Yeah, so um I just wrapped up the album maybe a week ago. Uh it's called Mirrors. Um you know, a lot of work went into it as usual with an album. Uh it's a lot shorter than my previous album. It's 10 songs, but I didn't want the project to feel like really bloated, you know? So I kind of kept it tight this time around. Um I don't know, the album is uh, kind of about a, a lot of, like, inflection, you know? I um, I try and take most of my inspiration for my music from more so, like, current events in my life, you know? And so there's a lot of that in the album. And uh, it's called Mirrors because of... Originally, the name was going to be Reality's Duality, something along those lines, but that felt like a mouthful, so I switched it to Mirrors, and it's kind of about the dualities of life and past lives that I've been through and my current life and the dualities of them, you know. Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. So when you say just current events that are happening into your life, is there any that you care to kind of share that you're that, that yeah, so about? I actually have a lot going on right now. Most of the album was wrote like i don't know i'll say five six months ago you know the process takes a long time so it's not very current uh i actually just had a baby uh in late december oh congratulations yeah thank you thank you very much so that's going on right now so i've been busy with that but um at the time i had just been pretty freshly engaged uh <clears throat> you know expecting a baby obviously so that's a big deal and um I don't know, just kind of reflecting. Uh, like, the album's pretty based on current events, but there is a lot of reflection on the past, and not only from my point of view, but from points of views of other people I care about in my life. Right, so so with, with this album, when you started it, you hadn't had your baby yet, right? No, no. I was expecting uh, when I started the album, so it was around 10 months ago that I actually started. Uh, when I when I got the idea to do another album, because I, I re honestly, I get really bored of singles. I much prefer 
the project side of music, it's more entertaining to me, and it feels like a more complete body of work. So it almost feels like a story, right? That you're kind of it, for sure, for sure. And that's how I try to build my albums is uh, like a chronological story, almost. Or I mean, maybe not even chronological, but something that all fits and flows together in a way that makes sense. Like a just like an art piece, right? Just yeah, the way exactly the way even maybe the song titles line up or right exactly. That there is a lot of that in the album too, you know. Um, certain songs intertwine with the uh, same kind of subject matter for for each one, you know. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. So how has how has having a baby after you know while you've been working on this album, how has how has that affected your ability to continue working on music and doing what you need to, especially for this album specifically? So it's pretty fresh because. Um, He's only three weeks old now, so um, I haven't, I haven't, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> I haven't really had the chance to work on music actually, because a newborn baby is a full time job, and on top of that, I work a full time job. So I had the first two weeks off for paternity leave, um, but I just went back to work, and um, it's it's a handful. I haven't really been too worried about making music yet just because i've been focused on the kid and focused on my fiance and her recovery throughout the whole process but it's going to be another adjustment period how it has been so far like getting into making music alone uh working a full-time job it's pretty hard to find time and motivation because after i come home from a long day's work it it, it takes a lot of uh energy to really put your all into recording a song believe it or not and especially if you're doing multiple songs so I feel like it's just going to be another adjustment, you know. Um, I have been writing still, though. I, I don't think I'll ever stop writing. I'm always writing, even when I'm really busy. I usually at work just play some beats that I enjoy and write a song in my head and then write it down when I get a chance. So I've done plenty of writing, so that hasn't really changed. Yeah, when, when, when I even, – even just when I try to – do just beats because i haven't done any vocals yet but like when i try to make just beats i feel like that alone is just super draining for that couple hours that i try spending on it right and so i can't even imagine working full-time while trying to carry a baby you know take care of a baby and then you got all this music you're trying to work on like that that's crazy man that's that's admirable though that you're that you're still trying to get that album out try to get pushed through that and get that going i mean yeah dude thank you i mean i appreciate it honestly though i wouldn't trade it for anything i love it i'm i'm at a really good spot in my life i'm enjoying the whole process of my day-to-day a lot so uh but yeah like you said even something like producing because you're putting all your creative juices towards that project you know whatever it may be It, it it's a lot because you're full focus you know it may not be physically draining but it's definitely mentally draining because you do put a lot into it yeah burnout's a real thing like it's it's crazy how you just you cannot prevent it if you just go too hard you know what i mean like for sure despite the lack of physical you know physicality to it it's just right you just can't keep going forever you know i actually find myself having more burnout in, in the process of uh making and dropping singles honestly oh really yeah it's weird it it, it sounds weird because i feel like other artists would tell you differently but um when you're dropping singles you want to try and do it on a consistent basis when you're an artist my size or a local artist size you know you want to keep people's attention like on you and so that takes a more consistent basis whether it be one to 
five songs a month, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I'm working on an album or an EP or any kind of project, really, I'm able to take a break from uh, recording. Well, not really recording. Um, promotion, interacting with people. And just able to put all my focus on just the the project, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that that makes a lot of sense. I feel like you have you have a lot more. It's almost like the way I like to see it is, the higher you shoot, the farther you go. You know what I mean. So if right. you're just shooting for one single release, then it's then it's gonna be. You're like, okay, you you've accomplished your goal. Oh, I'm tired. You know, what do I do now? Right. And, or if you've got this whole huge project going on, you, you have that like desire and motivation to keep going till it's done so as finally you get close to the end of the full album you're like okay now i'm starting to feel feel it right know, i feel like a part of that has to do with the fact though it's something you're building upon and as you're building the the ideas and the focuses come become more complete you know if that makes sense they become more complete as you're seeing each song get finished and you're seeing the way the music interacts together from the different sounds and different subject matters on the album. So it's easier to get more sucked into that and and just more focused on it, I guess. It's harder to get burnt out in that way, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, that that makes sense. It how, so how do you how do you prevent burnout? Like when when you're just when you just keep going, what do you do to kind of prevent that? So, I haven't really found a very effective way to prevent burnout because that is something I've been dealing with over the past like six months to a year in my career and I'm five years deep at this point so I've been in it for a while which is kind of shitty that I haven't figured out a good way to get past burnout but (laughs) for the most part I just completely step away like I'll step away from music as a whole or maybe I'll just step away from the rap genre as a whole depending on how I'm really feeling um, and I won't write, I won't record, I won't even worry about it, think about it, because most of the time I'm thinking about what's the next move, what I want to record next, what kind of song I want to write, what vibe I'm going for, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But when I am feeling burnt out, I'll take a week to two weeks to just like give myself a breather, because if you don't give yourself that breather and you try and push through it, who's to say you're not going to end up hating it more? Like, oh yeah. I mean, a good example is like athletes that have been doing something from such a young age, you know, training their whole lives, and then by the time they get to the spot they want to be, they're like, well, I don't even fucking like playing this game anymore. I don't even like this sport anymore, you know? Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, that's kind of interesting because for me i feel like if i take off a one like a full week or even especially full two weeks it's so hard for me to go back to doing it you know what i mean just because it's i get so like kind of adjusted to not doing it for that two weeks i don't want to and so kind of what i do to keep myself like still able to jump back into the grind you know when i need to is when i'm on a break i still try to spend at least 20 30 minutes every day doing something even even if it's not fully related just something to keep my mind going and kind of related to the what i'm trying to do yeah when i'm taking a break i don't necessarily drop everything i will drop the process of music but i'll still be open to ideas and i'll still take Mm -hmm. notes of like say i get an idea for a song i'll write something down on a notepad or in my phone like a concept for a song or i mean Sometimes I get bored and I'll just freestyle for a little bit. Maybe I say something dope. I'll write that down. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's cool. Do, do you ever, when you're making, when you're actually creating the song itself, do you ever freestyle and you're just recording while you freestyle and what you freestyled, you're like, you know, this is going in just straight up. You don't even re-sing it or re-rap it or anything. 
I feel like that's a rare occurrence, but I will do that. So if I'm recording and a lot of the times I'll get like halfway through a song and I'll get stuck on it and I'm like, okay, well, I have the hook and I have the first verse, but there's still a whole second verse that I need to fill. And it might be a really good song. So I'll just say fuck it and start recording because I've been sitting on it for so long and then I'll freestyle. And there is those times where I say something I really fuck with and then I'll just keep it and not make a change at all. But a lot of the times when I am doing that and I am freestyling to finish a verse, I will go back and perfect it if I didn't like the first take. Oh, okay. So it is a rare thing. But to be honest, by the time I am recording most of my songs, I have it perfected so crazy perfect for myself at least i mean you're not going to please everyone but i have it perfected to how i want it to be that you know, a lot of the time it's fucking first to fifth take because right. i know what i want and i know how i want it to sound yeah yeah that that makes sense so so you you said so you wait so you, you said you were doing it for five years right yeah i started in october of 2017 so i think that's five years do, do you at this point after five years do you feel like you're always seeing yourself improve and even now even like a year ago versus now you feel like you're seeing a lot of growth still or do you feel like it kind of slows down where it's hard to see the actual growth until you jump back even further so i feel like there was a bit of a ceiling around the three to four year mark um and the four year mark is in february when i dropped my first album and i felt like i was at a really good spot uh and it also felt like a ceiling because I'd been writing for so long and didn't really improve on anything past my album. But this whole past year and like maybe like all of 2022 and the tail end of 2021, I've seen major, major, major gains. Um, right now, the album I'm about to drop, I mean, I still have a similar vibe to my music, but I'm a whole new artist. Like it's, I mean, I don't want to sit here and fucking just fucking stroke my ego but i feel like i am far better than what i was and this album blows everything i've done previously out of the water by a long shot like e even my previous singles they don't touch it it's not even on the same playing field yeah and, and i mean you can you can see it in some artists like like for example you i feel like i can already see how much passion you're trying to put into this album because you're you know when i'm when i asked you to come onto this podcast that was the first thought was, man, I would love to tie this into my album somehow. And I was like, that's a yes. good idea. Like, let's do it. And so I, I can already tell, like, you're looking at all these different ways to really build the greatest album you've ever had so far. You right. know, and for sure. That's that's the goal right now is to I don't care where the album goes. I don't like obviously you want your music to do good. Of course, that's a given. And I am going to do my best and do my part to make it do good. But what I'm really hoping for is to deliver something that people are going to want to put on repeat. You know, that's the whole goal. So would you say once you hit that kind of ceiling where you feel like you're not really improving so much, would you say it's more, it's less about how well you can rap and just more about improving your style and bringing like kind of that unique, you know, type of sound and stuff to the scene? Or what, what would you say, like if you're, if you're hitting that ceiling, what would you say you can keep kind of pushing past that in any way? Yeah, I think what you said is a great example is once you find yourself at a bit of a ceiling, I think it's a great time to go and experiment with new genres. Um, this new album feels a lot different than my last album, I would say, because it is messing with a different style and a different flavor. And <clears throat> I think that is what helped me improve so much. It not only helped improve my writing, but my flow, my choruses, etc. 
I think it's always a good idea to experiment because the more you experiment, the more skills you're gaining from different types of styles that you can implement into your own your own style. You know, if you're sitting there hyper focused on one genre, you're not learning much. Right. You're learning what that genre has to offer because every genre has almost a set of rules. And that those are the kind of rules that you try to tend to follow if you're really going for a genre. But if you're if you're trying new styles, whether you release it or not, you're learning a whole lot more. So it really helps you get past those ceilings, not in just a new genre, but in every aspect of your music. You're helping yourself in so many different ways. You can apply all the stuff you learn to different stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it, it's definitely an inspiration thing as well. Like, and you know, you can. I, I was speaking with. I don't know if you met Young Archie. Yeah, that's that's actually one of my really good friends. Him and I go back quite a bit. Oh, really? That's... Yeah, so I think um, one of Archie's first few songs ever, actually, like I would say it wasn't his first song. It was one of the first features he did, I think, was with me. It's called Four Pound. I don't know if you can even find it anymore, but um, yeah, him and I have been doing it for quite a while. I think he's been doing it for like four years now. Um, we... uh went to high school together though and pretty much every day in high school we'd go out to my car and fucking freestyle and <laughs> write music in my car on our lunch breaks or i mean maybe even not on the lunch breaks <laughs> that's so sick yeah but but so when i was when i did the podcast with him we were talking about how you can find inspiration from anything and like right. so i feel like that really ties in well with just going to other genres you'll find a lot more diverse you know uh, yeah. inspiration and and you know whatever else you're trying to look for that yeah archie's really dope too i feel like that kid's got uh, a very unique style you know it's not really excuse me like i've heard similar artists but his voice is very unique and his delivery is fucking awesome like it's very unique so that kid is dope dude he's he's got a very good formula going on right now and he actually just uh got the chance to open up for NLE. yeah Tommy. i saw that? that that was so Badass. cool i was about to bring yeah. that up i'm excited for him yeah. for that. i got i got hyped when i saw that he won that yeah me that too was i was pushing it i was pushing it out to all my friends to try and help him get the opportunity and like everyone i could and he's yeah but that's my boy that's my homie so was it uh just just real quick on, on that topic was he is it just the concert that he's performing at or does that include anything else uh, I, I don't know like all the details, but I would imagine it would just be opening up for him. I know, I mean, regardless, even if it is just opening up for him, he does have that connection now to people that can get him those opportunities. So good on him. Yeah, it's actually crazy. I, I've talked to this a lot with a lot of people and people I usually regularly interact with, whether it's people in the community or my friends and family. And we all kind of, a lot of us have this, this weird feeling that like we had we kind of started having this feeling last year but we all had this feeling that 2023 was gonna just be a big year for all of us just whether it's in our personal lives social lives financial whatever it is right and and we've had all these kind of weird kind of coincidences and connections kind of going on and and now it's like we're really seeing it actually happen you know we're seeing change happen everyone it seems like everyone's just feeling it like like you just had a baby like you know it's like you know archie's got that everybody's got something going on and it's just like to really see it starting to play out and work out for people is like insane, you know? And Yeah, no, and I agree. I feel like for the past five years, I mean, obviously over time I've gotten more involved in the local scene as far as art goes and mm-hmm. local artists on in, in any facet, not just music. I feel like 
the past six months leading into this year have been a lot more fruitful than any other time I've seen. And I really hope that trend continues because I've said it before and I'll say it again, but Utah is a very resource lacking scene, like very resource lacking. There's not much for creatives here. There really isn't, you know, but the, the community that we have built is very tight knit mm -hmm. and a rising tide floats all ships, dude. Dude, that, that's the thing is, is, is it's despite the lack of resources in Utah, it's like we're still making something with what we have. You know what I mean? The the whole community right. here is making something, and it's really like it's beautiful to see because it's yeah. It's, I think they're I think Salt Lake and Utah is bringing something unique to to the country. You know, and oh something. for sure. And with how much talent there is to display here, I feel like we're it's very unjust that we are so under the radar. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I I I do believe that this year will be kind of the year that we get onto the radar and we start getting, yeah. you know, people start getting noticed more by maybe record label companies and, right. and whatnot. And it's, I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, it's things like what you're doing that really help because podcasts are such a mainstream thing that appeal to the masses, you know, um, so does music, but music is, <clears throat> people don't tend to get into the niches as much with music as they do with podcasts. And Nobody on any given day is really going to search out local Utah music right. artists, you know, <laughs> or local local Utah clothes clothing vendors. You know, it's it to get into the niches. It's just not really a thing. It seems like the niches, nobody really cares. A lot of people don't care about them until they become the trend. That's when everyone right. like starts to kind of hop on and 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 look into that. But that's at that point. That's when you are on the radar. It's like the, this whole community, it won't be, I don't think it'll be underground within a year or two. You know what no, I mean? No, for sure. I, I see big gains. You know, it's been a lot of gains that I've seen in the past, just even few months, honestly. Uh, I think that um, there is a lot more recognition than there has been in the past couple years, but we're still not where we need to be, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I, I just think if we keep working together, you know, keep trying to strive to, not let each other down and just you know tr strive for our best i do think that it'll just keep growing at a faster and faster pace and suddenly sure. we'll be worldwidely known you know it'll be like sure. salt lake will be a place that people are like yo i get to perform in salt lake tonight right you know that's and that's that's something i'm excited for you hear a lot about in the music scene uh you hear a lot about west coast rap east coast rap you know uh artists out of Atlanta, uh, South Texas artists. And you, you, when you think of those places, you think of a certain sound and you, it, it's a recognizable thing. I'm excited for Utah to be a part of that because <clears throat> we're, I mean, we're far inland, you know, we don't have something that's like for the West coast and the East coast and Texas, it's, it's not as much as a melting pot as it is here. You know, I, if that makes any sense, it's yeah. a melting pot here, you know, uh, there's extremes on both sides and it creates some pretty fucking unique characters and some very talented people. Exactly. What, what I'm really excited to see play out is like, as I start to kind of, cause right now I'm kind of starting to branch into other genres for music as well for my podcast. Right. So I'm starting to move into punk rock and I'm really excited to kind of see like what opportunities will open up for that. Not just for me, but for maybe even certain punk rock artists connecting with, right with like hip hop artists and just, right. I don't know, like you said, it's a melting pot and I'm, I'm, ex I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, 
Other genres, I feel like, have it a lot easier than rappers do, because anyone can be a rapper nowadays, you know? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna shit on our, our <laughs> ourselves a little bit here, because all you really need, like, dude, I make extremely high-quality music with this microphone, my fucking my laptop that was like 700 bucks in you know very <coughs> excuse me minimal equipment i do that at home and then i send my shit to get mixed off mixed and mastered off to uh, an engineer so anyone can really do it but when you look at other genres it's not as easily available you know equipment right. starts being a lot more expensive the learning curve is a lot more intense i mean not to say that rapping's learning curve isn't intense because it is but yeah, anyone could be a rapper. So I feel like uh, the scene is so oversaturated right now that it's really hard to find that diamond in the rough. Yeah, that's true. And but the one thing though, I feel like I feel like there's kind of those rough things in every genre. Like for example, going to the punk rock scene, I realized like everyone was bring when I went to that punk rock punk rock uh, concert performance, all the local bands they were bringing their own. One of which was actually from St. George. Um, yeah. But they were bringing all their own full equipment, like their, their amp, yeah. you know, amps and, and everything else. And when, you know, coming to these performances, we see, like, say, Storm Tour and what else. Um, they often, the, the the event organizers usually provide, like, the speakers and, and the right. DJ and, you know, the everything like that. The microphone, et cetera, yeah. It's kind of interesting seeing that kind of different dynamic between the two genres, you know, as... Yeah. And so I, th I think it'd be interesting to see what it might look like to see them kind of come together just or any yeah. genre come together. And I think that's yeah, what Utah's I, doing really good at. I'm a big fan, too, of other genres. I don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely in love with rap music. It's everything to me. But I find myself listening to like indie bands and metal mm -hmm. and EDM way more than I find myself listening to rap anymore because a lot of the times I get bored with the mainstream and I go and look for smaller artists that are creating something unique but like i said with it being so oversaturated everyone's trying to copy the mainstream right and so that's that's the main reason i'm not always listening to rap i mean i really like the local artists we have because they all make super dope unique stuff just based on the way utah is it's so unique but yeah i find myself listening to a lot more indie music than anything yeah, yeah. Besi besi so besides rap, obviously, what other genres do you feel like has inspired you for this new album that you got coming out? A lot of, like, R&B, and I know you said besides rap, but melodic rap has been a big influence to me. I just love, like, artists like Black. I'm, I love that sound so much. The, the, the textured, layered vocals sound amazing. The smooth flows, the, the singing choruses are i love them i'm such a big fan of that shit um so a lot of r&b and a lot of like melodic rap stuff uh man and honestly i feel like i've taken a lot of inspiration from uh even though i just went on that rant about mainstream uh i took a lot of inspiration from a lot of the mainstream stuff today but i put my own spin on it to the way it doesn't sound like the mainstream shit right right today. I mean, and, and ultimately, that's, I mean, that's kind of how any, any niche usually stems from inspiration from something else, right? That was, that right. was mainstream or that, because everything you've heard, you know, you've, you've, uh, you're influenced by and right. anything you make, you had some influence to make that based on something else. So it's like to say you took it from mainstream and took it, you know, and twist it into yourself 
that's how every niche starts, you know, and, and that's yeah, I think that's exactly. super cool. And, and the fact that you can do that and you're able to create your own kind of sound, unique style like that is really impressive. And I think I think a lot of people, you know, could if they learn to do that, I, and I, especially here in Utah, I've seen that a lot here, people being able yeah. to do that. I think that's where Utah will really find its own sound, its right. own sp- spot on the map, you know. Yeah, and it kind of sucks, though, because you see a lot of people like that, and you do find people like that every once in a while that just have something that you've never heard before, but those aren't the people that get put on the pedestal. I mean, what appeals to the masses appeals to the masses, but I don't know. If you're a music nerd like me, you're way more interested in the unique sounds and the unique styles, and I feel like if a lot of these artists had a chance to really be showcased in the way that these people are... being showcased that regurgitate the same fucking song every two right. weeks, it, the the game would be a whole lot different. It really would. I mean, there's so endless artists I could name in Utah right now that are doing it like nobody else is. Right, and that that's that's why I think, again, you know, being able to bring artists like that on here is really cool because they always have something new to not only just bring with their music, but just from their inspirations, they always have something really unique to say something very right just stuff that i feel like i'm learning from every single every single person i talk to i feel like i'm learning from and it's yeah like there's a lot of smart people out here oh yeah oh yeah i feel like you got to be smart to move through the music industry though you really do Mm -hmm. have to have a good head on your shoulders um i mean maybe not book smart necessarily but you definitely have to be smart with people and street smart to move through the music industry because it's not it's not a really nice place, you know? People don't want to see you win. People don't want to see success for you. I mean, it's a bummer, but that's the way it is because a lot of people feel like you're taking food off their plate if you're the one winning. Right, and which is like, it's a kind of a selfish way to look at it, you know? Because then, cause then when you're the one winning, if uh, if you if you see it that way, right? If you're like, this person's taking my food, you know? And then yeah. when, you're, when you finally are the one winning, then you might have more of a selfish outlook on it, like... Yeah. Like, I'm better than, you know, everybody else. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could see that, too. I mean, the ego's a dangerous thing, you know? I, if you're the one winning and you're the one up, you're going to protect what's yours. And in that same way, there's somebody that's not on your level that's as hungry as much as you want to keep where you are at, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely, it definitely is just so diverse that, it just makes you wonder, like, where, like, I, I try to think a lot, like, where, where will this community be in five to ten years? Like, I do believe it'll be on the map, it'll be something big, but what is right. it going to look like? You know what I mean? Like, what, yeah. what, do, what do you think it's actually truly going to look like, if you have any idea? I mean, dude, everything moves so fast nowadays. I feel like, um, I don't think music's going to look the same at all. Like, I don't know. I feel like music will probably be a lot more of an experience than it is now because i mean just some of the advances in the past few years like the uh the dolby atoms or whatever it's called you know where Mm -hmm. if you're wearing like airpods or something you can hear the music from all around you and it's more of an experiment experience in that way um and songs are being mixed and mastered that way for that purpose so people can experience the music in a different way Um, right i don't know technology is just moving like ridiculously fast we live in a cool time for that reason so to try and guess what the scene's gonna look like i don't know but i mean history tends to repeat itself right i mean we went from radio talk shows to podcasts <laughs> <laughs> right so so it, it's like everything's kind of comes back but in a new modern kind of style and, right. and take on yeah it. for sure 
you know and it, it definitely it's like um one way i like to think about it is how back then you know before the especially before the internet and everything not there's only a very limited amount of people that could actually make music and get shown to people right like it, it was all it was so much harder back then but right. now because everyone all you you just need a phone and you can make music you can yeah share it with people and people can hear it and that's like what's that fucking app like band lab or whatever i see fucking tiktoks all the time of people i think it's band lab of people like just making a song off their fucking phone or maybe like a fucking it's a 40 dollar usb mic and like they make something dope like right. it's, it's cool it's easily accessible for everyone and since and since uh sounds is so so adjustable so you can you can manipulate sound so much now. It's like, like you don't crazy. have to it's have wild. high quality stuff to, for it to sound good. For sure. It's, it's crazy. I, I mean, I am a little bit of a stickler about my sound quality, but you really can use a not a great mic and turn shit into gold with an <laughs> engineer. Right, exactly. It's it's yeah. it's really interesting. So I do want to – sorry, were you going to say something? Uh, I was going to add on to what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, Oh, I was just going to say, uh, just back to the point of it being so easily accessible for everyone nowadays, I feel like it's it's a good thing and a bad thing because you get a lot of people in the scene now with ulterior motives to, their, to, to making music. I mean, you could have a super talented motherfucker that does not care about making music and just is in it right. for money or uh, recognition, anything like that. And so it kind of kills the scene a little bit in a way because there's not such a love for it like i love hip-hop you know i love the history of it the story behind it i love hip-hop i love music in general um but not everyone's like that now because there is ulterior motives with how readily available it is for everyone oh yeah Sorry. i was that... i was just thinking about that no no you disrupt the flow <laughs> no no you're fine you're fine i think i disrupted the flow there but <laughs> so this is just kind of moving off topic now because I, I kind of wanted to ask you like i want i, I why don't you tell us a little bit about like your kind of your life growing up a little bit? Just because you, you like you said you jumped you went from like living in Twilla County down to St. George when you turned yeah. seventeen or graduated. Um, I mean it wasn't great. I don't want to like have a pity party because I know there's a lot of people that had a lot worse than me. Um, to anyone that I'm throwing under the bus here, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so. When I was born, we lived in West Valley, and I think I was maybe uh, four or five by the time I moved out to Tooele County, by the time my parents moved us out there, because we lived in a really bad part of the town. Um, it was dangerous, you know, and God, it's only worse now. It's fucking, it's it's getting bad, honestly, everywhere, but it was a pretty sketchy part of town, so I don't remember much from those days. You know, I was young, mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, we moved to Tooele County when I was around like four or five-ish, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, coming up wasn't always easy. Uh, there was a, like, five-year stretch in my life where, um, I had, like, nine or ten family members die. Um, and that led to a lot of shit, um, in my immediate family's dynamic, you know? Uh, everyone copes in different ways, and unfortunately for my dad, he his vices were substances. Um, and that caused a lot of turmoil in my family. Um, and, uh, so my parents separated, uh, I'm not going to get into much detail about yeah. this. Um, and I didn't hear from my dad for a string of months. Uh, not, none of us did. Um, 
I don't fully remember the timeline because I try not to think about it that much because there's yeah. no use in feeding into negativity, but he was right. supposed to go into rehab and then that's when he disappeared and nobody heard from him for who knows how long. Um, and then one day he just like showed up at my junior high school and like gave me a phone number <laughs> on a fucking, uh, on a little piece of paper and it, I think it was like maybe a burner phone or some shit. Probably not. It was probably just some phone that he got after, you know, not being a part of our family's plan or whatever anymore. Right. And I just remember trying to call that number and it not working. It was probably the wrong number. And that shit tore me up pretty good because, you know, I mean, I'm a young kid. A young kid needs their dad. A young boy needs their dad, you know. Um, and so after that, I didn't hear from him for a little bit longer. But long story short, uh, time heals all. Um, and I'm on good terms with my dad now. I still think he's a great person. He's a good dad. He cares a lot. Um, but yeah, those were kind of the turmoils that I went through growing up. But that's part of the story but the flip side there is always some good you know um, oh yeah i don't remember much from west valley like i said but growing up in Tooele was honestly a pretty cool experience because there was a lot of freedom it was a pretty safe area um and most of the summer days were spent riding bikes skateboarding fucking throwing dirt balls at each other <laughs> you right, know right. um stuff like that and my mom did a really good job at raising us kids too to where we had a good life you know we were uh very broke go growing up you know the mm -hmm. typical reusing sandwich bags saving tupperware from a restaurant that's a little bit sturdier than just like plastic or foam yeah <laughs> and yeah. using that um short showers turn lights off when you leave you know etc all the like little shit like that to try and nickel and dime it um mm -hmm. but yeah i don't really reminisce on my childhood too much because there is a lot of shit that I didn't go into detail and won't go into detail. It was yeah. like pretty rough. So <laughs> sorry, that's not a really good answer. No, you're fine. I, I, I appreciate that. So do you feel like a lot of this is how much of this, um, of what you kind of went through growing up has kind of led into you deciding to go into the, the music the way you have? Oh dude, like, a lot a lot it had a lot of influence on me starting to make music because you know i feel like there's a stigma as a man that you're not allowed to speak on your emotions you know it's right you know man up fucking take it on the chin when something hurts you know uh just tough it out you know it's those typical stereotypes which really are reinforced in our society still today very definitely heavily. um so music has been a great outlet for me uh whether i mean i have plenty of songs that i've never released that are just to get shit off my chest and to just talk you know um luckily i'm very grateful for my fiance because she's a very supportive person and um takes care of me well and makes sure i'm good emotionally as i do for her but music has definitely been the main factor in being able to vent and being able to <clears throat> let off steam when I need to, yeah. you know? And fuck it. You, you, the subject matter might not even be about what what I'm going through at the time. It's just the fact that I get to go and be creative that's really healing, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it gives you a chance to just let out energy, essentially. And, yeah, you know, and exactly. When, and when you make it positive like that, turning it into music and stuff, it's way better for you mentally. And, for sure. And, and that's what I always try to do, too. You know, I... Uh, in a rough spot in my life, I was 
also turning to substances for my vices, you know, um, and it got me into a pretty shitty spot in my life. This is somewhat recent, um, but nowadays I learn to cope in a much healthier manner, so I'm not falling back onto substances and shit that essentially just numbs you up, you know? It doesn't, there's no, nothing productive about it. So, I mean, but I didn't, like I had discussed earlier, like those societal norms of just being a man and sucking it up, it can lead to that shit sometimes. I've dealt with depression. I still deal with anxiety, you know, on a pretty, in a pretty heavy way. So finding a healthy outlet is very important. You know, it's not, it's not always easy. And a lot of people don't find something they love. And that's why I'm so grateful for music because without it, I don't know where I would be. And without my fiance, I don't know where I'd be, but not everyone's that lucky. You know, not everyone finds, not everyone finds something they love or someone they love that can really help dig them out of a bad spot. So yeah, music has for sure played long story long. It's played a big, big part in, uh, helping me mentally and emotionally and it it was also a big influence my emotions was to get into music so. that yeah that that's awesome i i find it interesting i feel like i feel like everyone is always around the corner from something they love or something right. they want to do but the problem is they don't know how to find it you know yeah and i feel like a big part of that has to do with motivation right you know oh um, yeah you're never you're never gonna find something you want to do if you can't get motivated enough to go find it so what was the turning point where you just decided like you know, like like how how old were you when you when you so you, if you said you how how old are you now? I'm 20 years old. So you're if you're 20 years old, so you were 16 or 15 when you started music? Yeah, so that I I say October 2017 is when I started music because that was the first time I dropped a song in October of 2017, but I think like a year Prior to me actually releasing music and really going head on, I had been writing and stuff and like making songs, just never recording them. I actually more so fell into the opportunity of being able to do that. So, so back when you first started and we're just writing stuff and and yeah. ideas and whatnot, did you just see that more as a hobby, or were you like, you know, I want to make this into something? I mean, it was a hobby for sure, but it there always was the desire to like man, I really wish I could record this and hear it back instead of just like, you know, I, I, I want to hear this complete, you know? Hear, hearing that you're just the own echoes of your voice. Right, you exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I I used to, back when I was probably 15, 16, and 17, I made, I, I played a lot of, uh, I don't even know what genre I'd call them, but I wrote a lot of songs on the guitar, you know, yeah. lyrics and everything. Um, I was I, probably more of an indie type of feel to it, but it right. was... It's def- it's hard. It's it's really hard. And like you know, at the time, you know, making those songs, I was like, these are these sound awesome. I love these. I'd, I'd perform yeah. them to my family and whatnot. Right. They'd be like, oh, that sounds good. And I'd listen back to them. I'm like, what was I thinking? This is terrible. Oh, yeah. That's how it goes, dude. When you look back on your previous work, and especially if you've been working at something for a long time, you're like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah, it's it's crazy. So, so with uh, with being twenty now. Yeah. How, how how do you feel like from from where you've kind of were? In, I know you said you feel like you've improved a lot with uh, your style and just everything really in the last five years. What kind of how do you feel like you've traveled like like in your career, in your music career, you know, it, with in the last five years since you started? Um, I don't know, dude. It's been a fucking weird ride because I've kind of been all over the place as far as like 
I don't know. Maybe you could word this better so I don't give you a weird answer. Are you talking about how my music has progressed or are you talking about the path I took? I guess the kind of both like the 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 path you took because of your music okay yeah i mean i feel like once i started making music it was actually also around the same time it was when i met my girlfriend now fiance um slash baby mama shout out (laughs) (laughs) um uh everything changed from there really um i started caring more about myself and caring more about my life really and I felt like I had more of a purpose, so I feel like I started living in the present a lot more, too. You know, I that was when I started branching out and making more friends, because before I was very introverted, um, and music did help me get past that, because, I mean, you're putting yourself out to everyone with music, so you kind of have to. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I just slowly progressed into who I am today, like I... Like, back then, I was pretty quiet, soft-spoken, very introverted. Um, my personality is still, I mean, essentially the same. I'm a lot more mature now, obviously, because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that just comes with age, but right. I'm still a fucking, I'm still an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, I, I find introversion and being extroverted just so weird, because back then, I always considered myself so introverted. Right. And then, just over time, I feel like... I've kind of I I feel like I've kind of gotten to a mix of where if my mood depending on my mood if I'm kind of in a kind of lower energy mood not feeling as well I'm way introverted I like don't want yeah. to talk to anybody but when I'm like feeling great I got high energy it's like suddenly I'm the most extroverted person that you'll meet in the room you know it, it's just so weird right. how how it's like it's like a spectrum you know what I mean how you can, no I feel that you can kind of yeah be I anywhere. feel that when I meet new people in person like I. Our, our meeting is not the greatest example because when I am in a certain mode of like presenting myself, I'm a lot more personable. Right. But in my day to day, if I meet somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm dude, I'm, I cannot make conversation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. My mind just like runs to the point where I'm like, okay, well, if I say anything now, it's awkward. So maybe we should just end the conversation. Like, I'm I'm so bad at meeting new people and even like talking to people I'm not super familiar with. I'm super fucking awkward. But when I know people, I mean whether they like me or not or I like them or not, I'm 100% me like. Right. I don't if I know the person enough, like I I don't put on any different kind of face for anyone. I I mean, you can ask all my peers. That's just the way I am. But they'll also say the same about when I'm around people, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. I become a shell of who I really am. But right, yeah, when I'm, I'm when sorry. I'm talking to someone like you, and I'm like, like, I mean, you make it easy to talk to you. I feel like not everyone has that skill, which is a good thing to have with podcasts. So when I'm talking to someone like yourself that is easy to conversate with, I feel comfortable being myself. But outside of that, in the day to day, I don't know, dude. I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you're the actually the first person who's told me that that I'm easy to conversate with. I I think I actually think it's been I think I've gotten better at conversating like that because of this podcast. Because I, if you look back at my first podcast, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just constantly like just stuck trying to think what to say next. Even even during the not the storm tour event, but the royal tea show that I did. Yeah. Um, that one I was like, even then I just did not know how to like try and like just keep flow going for a conversation. Right. And I've, I've actually noticed if I, apl- if I try to use this skill 
in when I'm podcasting, but I just imagine I'm in a podcast. It makes it much easier to talk to yeah, somebody new, right. you know, like it's like, especially if I'm trying to talk to a girl or a, or like a new friend that I've just taught, met or something. I'm just like, all right, I just think, all right, I'm in a podcast with them. Here we go. <laughs> just... That's a good way to look at it too, though, because when, I mean, typically in podcasts, people dive pretty deep. And so there's plenty to conversate about. It's not just your fucking small talk. So you have actual conversations with substance. So that's, exactly, that's a yeah. fucking good strategy, bro. I, I hate I hate small talk. Like yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of required for the start of a conversation with someone you just for met. Sure. But like, as soon as the first, "Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you doing?" As soon as it's like past that part, you cannot keep doing small talk, where it's not going to go anywhere. You know? Oh yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's sometimes sometimes it still is hard though. Like I'll. Even when I try to think about it as a podcast with somebody, there's some people who their energy I just can't get with, and it's yeah. just so hard to really get anything out of them. That's where I feel like I fell in daily conversation, though, because if you don't really know a person much, you don't know their interests. Like, I know you and I share common interests, right? right. For the, I mean, we're doing this podcast right now. Yeah. But in day-to-day, I feel like I can't get past the small talk because I'm like, what the fuck would this person want to talk about with me? <laughs> especially when like the context of when you're where you're meeting them it just doesn't make sense you're like yeah how, how could i be friends with this guy well i could probably be friends with this guy but how can i talk to this guy you know like, right just... exactly and then sometimes it's like the people you don't expect to be able to talk to suddenly you just find that one little thing where suddenly you go off in this three-hour oh, conversation yeah. and you're like oh, yeah. yo I, I fuck with this person that's for sick. sure you can harp on like the littlest detail like dude I'm, I'm i'm a video game nerd so when other people like video games i'm like dude so. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite games um so that depends like what kind of genre are we talking are we talking like daily driver or are we talking like all times let's do let's say uh your your favorite game you've ever played in your life and then just the ones you kind of just play Ooh. now just on just on regularly so man as of recently there's two games i played that were fucking awesome um uh what's it called shit it takes two, the co-op video game. You played that with seen any. your fiance. Yeah, she that's loved awesome. It. We, I haven't we played that, that game like we rewatch a fucking TV series. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also finished Red Dead Two like just recently. I'm very late on that one, but that game's fucking incredible. That's probably takes the cake as my all-time favorite now. But I would say like back in the day, man, a lot of the MX vs ATV games like unleashed and untamed like way back then um black ops 2 really got me into like daily gaming uh and try and give a good example of a story game back then i don't know because i feel like back then i really the main story games i played were like campaigns on call of duties i didn't really i wasn't really too into any like role play games or stuff right. like that maybe were you ever maybe, into like, skyrim man skyrim dude yeah that, that's, that's a good one that's i think one. i think that one I don't even know why. Like, I, I play it now, and it's it's still fun. It's just... It's, it's not the same, though. It's not the same anymore. But it's That's, th- that's, that's but, the cloudiness of nostalgia. Right, but in my <laughs> mind, it's still at the top. Like, my favorite yeah, game I've ever played. Because exactly. I just sink so many hours into it. If not that one, another more nostalgic kind of game, I'd say it's Counter-Strike Source. Yeah. Did you okay. ever play that one? Uh, I don't think so. It's, Wait, a Counter Strike Source? Yeah, it's it's it's. I don't uh, even know if I've heard of that. It's an older one. Did you ever heard of Counter Strike Global Offensive? 
Yeah, I played that. Yeah, so it, it's like a predecessor to that one. It's uh Oh, okay. It's it came out in like 2004, I think, but it's right, like it's, right. it's a class. It's a very much a classic, you know, and it's just okay. I have a lot of good memories on that one, so that one's and that's probably why is cuz more of the memories rather than oh, yeah, the game sure. itself, <laughs> you know. Yeah, going back now and playing games that I used to love, I I go back and I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be fucking awesome. I haven't played this game in like many <laughs> right. years." And I start playing it, I'm like, "Dude, this kind of sucks. <laughs> or, or sometimes you go back and play a game. You're like, this is just as good as I remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I feel like that one's more rare. I feel like one of the games that's really stood the test of time is Black Ops 2, dude. I will love that game forever. Especially Zombies? You play Zombies? Yes, sir. Dude, I would get down on Zombies. Same. <laughs> Every single time I go back, it's all. I always have just as much fun. It's just... I just remember those nights of like 3 a.m. with the homies fucking four <laughs> yeah. screens, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Going around pl- doing uh, like Mob of the Dead or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever. Dude, was. town was the spot, though. That's like the perfect spot. There's four fucking corners. Everyone can get a train going and just go to like round 50 <laughs> yeah. See, but me and my friends were terrible at town we, we were like a lot really? better at other maps yeah dude the one that we fucking sucked at always was uh what is it transit oh yeah that's see, with the see, bus it's super hard but it's so it's one of it my is. favorites just because i love the bus to it then just Bro, go into each spot so we'd good. always die after we got the power on because the bus leaves and you got to survive there long enough before <laughs> oh, yeah. it comes back around and i man that, that's hard that usually is the <laughs> The threshold right there yeah exactly yeah but as far as nowadays um i've been playing the new modern warfare i uh i've been playing this game called writer's republic it's like an action sports game um what else and not not a lot i mean i played fortnite for fucking ever and then the game just turned into fucking like <laughs> something who knows well, I, don't, I don't know i see i used to play that one uh and I, I even streamed it on Twitch. I was, like, streaming really? it on Twitch. It was super fun. And now it's, like... Although the no-builds is actually pretty fun. I love it the no-builds. Yeah. But... For a while there, uh, I took, like, a really long break. Because with the builds, I was extremely fucking sweaty. And I was, like, pretty good. <laughs> but then there's always somebody better than you. And skill-based right. matchmaking makes sure you find them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so... they, they make sure you're in a lobby full of even try-harders. Try you know exactly. <laughs> Dude, in the no build though, my so during my fiance's pregnancy, my brother, his fiance, my fiance, and I would always play uh, quads or I guess squads. It's called yeah. in Fortnite we're on no builds, dude. Constant Ws. I was we were fucking really That's good awesome. at the. I'm not even gonna hold you. We were good, but <laughs> nowadays all I play is a uh, search and destroy on the new Modern Warfare with my homies and my brother. So yeah, I think. What do you think of the new Modern Warfare? It's... <laughs> okay, so I have a different perspective. Okay, because okay. the last game I played was Cold War, and Cold War didn't have the same kind of movement as Modern Warfare 2019 that everyone wants, and I didn't play that. I didn't buy Vanguard, and now I'm playing uh, MW2, and to me, it feels like it plays like an older COD, just faster paced. Right? Yeah, I I agree 100. percent and I really like it. I think it's great. I mean, it really comes down to gunplay more than anything, but the time to kill is a lot shorter than previous games. But, I mean, it's a skill issue if you're not winning your gunfights. <laughs> right, right, right. It's it, I, I, I honestly love it. I actually, I think the last Call of Duty game, other than the 2019 Warzone that came out, other than that, I don't think I'd played a Call of Duty multiplayer since probably Black Ops 
or no, it's probably actually just Ghost, Call of Duty Ghosts. I think it was the Dude, last one. Ghost is Ghost is overhated. People fucking right? hate no, that I, game I, way I loved too much. Ghost. I loved, <laughs> especially did you play the Extinction on that with the aliens? Uh, no. You never was that like a zombies mode? It's like a zombie oh, sort of. It's like uh, there was waves of like aliens coming at you, but it was also oh. followed kind of a story that had an endpoint that you got. No, to. I didn't play that. I mean, it was sick. You're oh, it was so cool. Fuck, what year was Ghosts? Like 20 20- 15 or 14 14 maybe, uh, 13 yeah i think probably 14 13. 13 probably 13 13 sounds right here I'll, I, I have my i just have google right here oh. it came out in uh 2013 november 5th yeah so, so in 2013 i was 13 12 13 depending on what time of year it came out so i don't remember a ton from that game but i remember everyone complaining about it and i really liked it so yeah, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, it, it's, it's one of those weird games that like, I feel like the people I played it with back then liked it, and now yeah. when I talk to them, they're Everyone like, "Oh, that it. game sucks." And I'm like, "What? I like that game." Yeah, dude. I think the like when I stopped playing Call of Duty was like, Infinite Warfare, Advanced Warfare time era, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, this sucks." <laughs> and then the next COD I bought after that was Cold War, actually, which is also another overhated game. That game's fun. Yeah, I I just kind of stopped following Call of Duty. But then, you know, with Modern Warfare 2, I'm like, you know what? They yeah. redeemed themselves for me. Like, this Dude, is a I sick game. Like I love this game. This is the biggest Call of Duty in so fucking long. I feel like everyone's playing. Right, and, and, and like, consistently playing, not just the two months that after it came out and then it just dies. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts, which is every year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, bro, anything else you want to say before we end up wrapping up? Man, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I do want to say thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and I think what you're doing is super sick. I think it's a very good thing to have people like yourself around that have a vision to, you know, give this scene any type of resource in general, and that's what you are giving to everyone. So I think that's awesome, and I appreciate it. Of course, man, but I got to thank you guys too, like you and any of the other artists because what would I, I want to have this if I if I didn't have you guys, you know, right, willing exactly. to come on and whatnot. So it's it very much a, like a shared effort. And, yep. and, you know, I appreciate you guys a lot as well. Like I said, a rising tide floats all boats. <laughs> yeah. So where can they find you if, if they want to follow you on social media or on yeah. music? So um, social media, everything is just Sammy Skeleton. No spaces, no special characters, anything like that. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. That's the main places I am. I don't really touch anything else. Um, music, I'm on every platform you could possibly think of. Uh, that's also Sammy Skeleton, but the S's are dollar signs because I was like 15 when I made that <laughs> name. So, <laughs> but you know, it's stuck. It's, it's kind of cool. So I like it. I, I've actually had, with you. Thank I've you. actually had uh, a few friends that I've like just mentioned your name and they're uh, like, Sammy Skeleton. That's a fucking sick name. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. It's because I'm a fucking twig. I think so. How I got the name is, um, it was like Halloween time and i needed a name for my artist self and everyone on twitter was like changing their names like their handle or whatever Mm -hmm. to match like uh halloween and it was like i don't know penelope pumpkin or some shit like that like that was what was going on in my high school so i changed it to sammy skeleton and then it got the dollar signs with music and now it's (laughs) just stuck it never went away (laughs) that's cool that's awesome yeah and uh, if you guys want to follow me on social media, it's just out at Reese's on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube or whatever. Or just Reese Chalvis for my personal. 
Uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. This has been Thank an you. honor. I uh, will definitely have to stay in touch and, for sure. I, you know, and get things, just keep things going, you know. For sure. It'd be cool. Thank you guys for watching. If you guys enjoyed, drop a like, subscribe. And uh, anywhere, anywhere you're listening or watching, hope you're having a good morning, day, afternoon, or night. Have a good one. Peace.